different players, different strokes But let me tell you Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF 98.5 AM 680. WPTF uh, News Talk Traffic. Yeah. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener. Mike Riley here along with the incomparable Rufus Edmonston, who was uh, Secretary of State and Attorney General in North Carolina and uh, Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee as a very, very young man. Of course, uh, second youngest uh, attorney general in, uh, I guess, in history. Well, not really. <clears throat> but I, when I was elected, I was. And then there was this young man from Arkansas. Yeah, but you, how old were you when you were elected? 32. Boy, I'll tell you. That's... And I went to this meeting one time, and uh, we were sitting there, and there was a, a vacant seat beside me which had a name tag on it called Arkansas. And this young person came in and sat down and I said, well, where's your attorney general? Uh-huh. He said, I am. I yeah. said, who, who are you? He said, my name is Bill Clinton. <laughs> I said, so he was the youngest. I said, how old are you? He said, I'm 27 years old. And I said, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you, you had had it all to yourself and yeah. So, uh, and uh, Rufus is uh, currently the secretary, and forever will be the secretary general of gardening in North Carolina, as proclaimed by Governor McCory and uh, Secretary of State uh, Elaine Marshall. So it's that's, it's a, all, that's, that's a non-paying position. Non-paying <laughs> position. And now we had one one caller one time. He said, "How much do you get paid for that?" Yeah, I yeah. said, "Well, it's sort of non-paying." Non-paying. Yeah, it's kind of an ambassadorial role. Yeah. 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 So uh, 919-860-9783, Andrea Lane is with us, our mountain correspondent from Burnsville, North Carolina, or or, uh, in the tropical highlands (laughs) near Burnsville. And uh, yeah, you're welcome to call us at 919-860-9783. Well, I wanted to ask uh, Andrea about some of my favorite annuals. Now, you mentioned a moment ago, Johnny. Or we ask you about everything planted. Well, early on, I planted uh, zinnias, mm-hmm. uh, cosmos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, another one, as I recall, was, uh, uh, let's see, it was uh, probably uh, an, another kind of annual. And now's the time you can go back again, replanting to get you a second crop of all those beautiful, so easy to grow. And do, the, are, mm-hmm. do you grow those things up there like my mama used to, Andrea? I, yes, yes, I do. Um, I, I do them with seed, so, um, and I got mine in a little late this year, so I, do, I, don't, have, I don't have flowers yet. <laughs> no, well, I don't yeah, either. I, I, I do on Cosmos. But, um, yeah. I, I grew some things by um, indoors this year, but... By seed, which I've never done before, and um, so the annuals I did was China aster, and that's doing very well. That's an, an annual that grows tall, so I think of it in the same category as you know, azinea. I planted a, um, a calendula, which is a tall marigold. I think. Mm, right, right. Um, Marigolds are a good thing to have, or especially around your vegetables. And, 
or your yeah. tomatoes. Yeah, and I think I did bachelor buttons, which okay. is blue. Uh huh. They're coming up nice, but good, you know, good, we're still good, far from good flower to dry, dry. They they uh, bachelor's buttons. They dry well. Dry, dry yeah. very well. Hang them up. Yeah. Okay. By, by their stems, and they you you'll love them. Or do you spray them a color and then uh, use them as boutonniere later? You can do that. <laughs> but that blue is so beautiful. Yeah, that beautiful, so, blue yeah. is just a beautiful blue. Yeah. yeah. Last year, I, I planted um, spider flower seeds, Cleome. Cleome, yeah. Um, oh, man, yeah. And they did phenomenal. Yeah. And I was yeah. excited to do that again this year. And I went to plant them. and I You don't have to. <laughs> I, well, I saved the... Um, the envelope, but it was empty. I planted them all last year, I guess. Yeah. Well, they, they will reseed. They usually reseed here. Yeah, yeah. mine are coming back from seeding. They like a lot of sun. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, what I've learned about reseeding or seeding in general, I learned this, you know, a while ago, but it did take a while for me to learn it, so I'll, I'll share it with your listeners, is uh, in order for things to, you know, reseed themselves, you need they need to be in a bed. They need, to, like, no mulch. They need to be have contact with the soil. Absolutely, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, in my garden, because it's, it's, I'm working in a new garden, and that is a scruffy mountainside. Right. <laughs> there's a there's a great competition from other things. Mm. Um, so I grew them last year in pots, so that's why they didn't reseed. Uh-huh. I mean, they may have seeds may have fallen onto the ground. But there's so much other weedy vegetation and yeah. um, wildflower vegetation, I guess, that right. uh, they, they didn't have a chance of coming up. Well, I defy you to have a hellebore and it not recede. Yeah, no. <laughs> even in a pot. Yeah, I mean, it's not possible. Yeah, I don't yet, but it's definitely on the list. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You'll you'll um, get a lot of use out of those. And I don't like the hybrids yeah. as much because they don't recede. Yeah. But they are pretty. They're, well, I think know, the colors are brighter. You, Rufus. Yeah. Okay. All you nursery people listening out there, nursery. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah. I'm mourning that everything is a hybrid or a cultivar uh. because I need, I have a lot of ground to cover and I need things to, you know, help me yeah. by receding. Over the ground, yeah. Well, next time yeah. you're in the area, I'm sure Rufus will provide you with some some hellebores to take back. I would be glad to give you some already grown. Yeah. <laughs> next time you come down, yeah, join beautiful. us. So let's head to Dallas. Dallas is in Raleigh. Dallas, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hey, folks. How are y'all? Hey, couldn't I'm be good. better. How you doing, Dallas? I'm doing good, man. I really enjoy your show, me and my wife both. Um, Thank you. I'll get right to it here. Um, I'm growing uh, tomatoes like Craig does in the straw bales, and um, uh-huh. they've really grown beautiful. So what I've done is put these five-foot um, dog wire cages just around each straw bale and keep the deer out. Well, that works fine until it gets up about a foot from the top. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I was going to go add, they're all indeterminate, so I was going to go add a couple feet to the top of it and top it off, cage it in. Before I got to it, they got four of them. Yep, Goodness. that happened to my brother-in-law. You know, you know, the only thing I can think of is D-O-G. Dogs uh, help out, yeah. they do. Well, here's the thing I wanted to ask y'all. The tomato plants are beautiful, uh, and they've got blooms all over them still, but they got a, a serval of the top. That's going to that's mess with the yield up, isn't it, pretty much? Not really. 
Well, you think they'll just, I mean, it's still early. Uh, I have often chopped some of my tomatoes to yeah. keep them from falling over and breaking and tearing down the cage. Yeah, uh, I like the cage because it holds them in there, plus it holds yeah. them kind of upright. You can, I, don't, I don't know what Johnny and our mountain correspondent think, but I, I have seen some that are, are so tall that I have deliberately topped them. Yeah, yeah. It, it will yeah, slow, it will stop those sets from going on up uh, you might have a uh, a sucker or something that that will take off and, and become you know the, the top part of the plant and you might uh, get some from that but it, it, yeah it will it, by topping like that it, it does sort of makes it a determinant rather than an indeterminate smaller shorter crop but it won't keep them from being good well it sounds like the deer made that decision for you yeah yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> they got about half of them yeah. in one night. So, yeah. But anyway, I learned about procrastination, I guess. So I well, I'm good at that. <laughs> I'm good at that. They I know. Get all from tops. Like on one plant, they might get got half the top from it. But, you know, there's still blooms all over it. Yeah, so. yeah. And that's the main thing is those blooms. And, um, you yeah, know, what, really, what variety do you have, Dallas? I've got, uh, I've got seven. I've got Campari. I've got. Uh, German Johnson, Cherokee Purple, mm. Lemon Boy, Better Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I notice yeah. people are going back to Better Boy, Better Girl. Yeah, uh, I like uh, And I've got this one I really like, Hawaiian Pineapple. Mm. Hawaiian Pineapple. Somebody was yeah. talking about that this week. Beautiful tomato. It's, it's yellow and red, and it's got the sweetest flavor. Huh. So, yeah, kind of. I'm not familiar with that. I, yeah, I, I wasn't. This, this, somebody I mentioned it this week. Them. called. I think we got those at, uh, well, no, Campbell Road, but I don't, no, I don't think we did. I don't think we got them there this time. I don't know, but anyway, beautiful. I will tell you this: that system Craig got is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned Campbell Road. I, I might tell people that Phil, Phil is now throwing away some tomatoes and probably still yeah. has a, a few left. Noticed. Yeah, I'm noticed. Uh, and I, it, it breaks my heart to hear about it and see it, but you got to move room, make room for some other for things coming month. along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if that's a big money maker anyway in a nursery these days. You know, tomato plants drink. Yeah, seem like a whole lot in that. I'm sure there's something more expensive moved it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Spending money on their yard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, ornamental tomatoes, right? Yeah, that's well, right. And more and more people are uh, planting them in their flower garden. I mean, you, you just uh, you just put a couple of tomatoes in there among oh, the yeah. among the flowers, and um, you have some. And, and well, if you don't have if you have deer deterrent flowers, maybe that'll keep them away from the tomatoes. So. Well, it's getting a little late, but I might just plant a couple more. Yeah, yeah, you're still yeah, still in good shape as far oh, as time yeah. goes. Yeah, definitely. Down into the right, you know, end of June. Well, let me tell you something that, that I haven't heard anybody doing lately that I did one time and liked it. I put a tomato in the ground and put black uh, uh, sheeting down and let the tomato run. Had the yeah, best oh, plants oh, I've ever had. Oh, well, it didn't stake oh, it or anything. Didn't stake it. Just let it go. Oh, listen, we, I grew up, we grew, if you've got enough land, we grew our tomatoes on the ground and they'll run in the garden and they'll root. I mean, you get more roots. On the vines. Absolutely. Know, like, yeah. Yeah. That German Johnson will run across the ground and sprout two growth tops up all over the place. Hmm. It'll get it'll get tomatoes all summer. 
Yeah, yeah. So, but it takes up space. I mean, I yeah, yeah. It's all over God's earth. We used to plant our okra and then go back and put the tomatoes, let the tomatoes grow in the on the ground and the okra grow up through it, you know? Huh. Because it's tall. Sustainable farming. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say so. All right. Yeah, called using space i reckon uh, yes that's sir right. that's right yeah. what you got all right y'all have a good day you too dallas you appreciate you calling buddy yes sir thank you 919-860-9783 919-860-wptf and uh do we have anybody at the farmer's market jason yeah well why don't we go to rose roads oh, yeah. before we talk to the folks at the farmer's market since she's on here um good morning to you rose how are you doing? I don't think we could be much better. I'm sure you could. <laughs> I got a little uh, got a little cough this morning from uh, I guess from either the grandchildren or or the smoke. I'm not sure which because I've been. I think it's a lot of smog around. Yeah, house. I'll tell you, it's uh, it's, it's not, not a good thing. From Canada, it's uh, the farmers burning off their fields, which is a terrible thing to do. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. I heard heard about uh, in Wilson. Ooh, that one farmer burning in color yeah. caused a pileup. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of investigation going on there, but mm-hmm. I, um, I, I didn't realize that that farmers still did that. I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't, seen, I haven't that. seen that. I haven't oh. seen that a lot. I'm sure that sure there are other ways to. I'm not sure what they which fields they were doing that with. Yeah, oh. but it must have been a big one, big field. Uh, over there in Wilson County, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. So, um, what about Princeton? How's everything in Princeton, Rose? It's almost perfect. <laughs> almost perfect. Almost. The only thing wrong around Princeton is my peony foliage is wilting. Huh. And I, there's no. I've checked it with my clip. There's no insect under it or anything under the leaves or anything. I don't know what's wrong with it. So it's not it's not like a mildew. No, it's just it looks like you put hot water on it. Oh yeah, because uh, Mr. Friday, uh, Bill Friday, used to have have some problems uh, like uh, with with mildew. Yeah, yeah, well, and uh, and later on, peonies do get some some black spots on their um on the foliage I, I don't know and if you look down at the roots to see if i, I don't know some voles or something maybe There's or nothing uh, it's just per, the soil is okay not been bothered uh-huh. huh. i don't they're under a tr- uh, oak tree but I, they, they've always been perfect before mm-hmm. yeah i don't know unless they did get you know if, if we've gotten a little bit drier and they've um, I I don't know. I, I just I, uh, I just googled wilting peony foliage. Peony wilt is a fungal infection of the leaves and stems of peonies, including tree peonies, causing the foliage to collapse and flowers to die before opening. Um, well, you have to you have to remove. Yeah. Let's see. As soon as the wilted growth is observed in a peony, remove it along with uh, remove the, the wilted growth, along with the entire stem carrying the damage in. The issue is botrytis blight. Oh, okay. Well, surely yours have already bloomed. Oh, Rose. yes. And so what, so what are you seeing, the wilt on the foliage? Yeah, and that's what this is this is talking about. Mm-hmm. So I just need to go out there and cut them all, all the way to the ground, right? 
Well, I don't know if it says that or not. Is the whole are all of the leaves affected? Oh yeah, I have two or three in a different spot that are doing perfect, but these are all these around that tree are wilting. Yeah, I, I would. Well, that hot one hot day may have had something to do with that. I noticed all my hydrangeas drooped a little bit, but I would cut it totally to the ground. Okay. Uh, I've I've had a sem- semblance of that, and it uh, it came out of it. Well, that's what I'm hoping, because <laughs> I love those flowers. I know that they. Was, that was my favorite. My mother's favorite. Of course, she called them peonies. That's right. Don't put that that uh, when you cut a, the material you cut apart. Don't put it in your compost. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you just get rid of that. They're, uh, um, they they have problems with uh, the botrytis blight, uh, phytophthora. Uh, no, Phy- phyto uh, phthora blight i'm looking phytophthora yeah phytophthora, phytophthora. Yeah. uh sounds like botrytis is probably <laughs> yeah and, yeah and this is uh this is from north carolina north carolina state has uh, a publication peonies for the home landscape mm-hmm. and that uh, gives you some good information well thank you yeah. yes ma'am yeah. just yeah make sure you get any infected foliage it sounds it looks like any infected part of the plant get rid of that and then at the end of the season when the frost kills all the foliage get that cleaned up and get rid of it because it will overwinter okay well thank you that i love right. that i'll do Good that point. all right and i wanted to tell y'all it's time to start propagating well i, I remember last week we talked with my friend asked about st john's wart and of course it's not been enough time yet but i think you said that that would was a difficult one to do yeah i've never done that one yeah. Well, we're we're waiting to see if young I Justin... I a lot of those Satsuki azaleas that I want to root this year because they bloom now instead of spring. Uh-huh. And they're wonderful. Well, that's... Uh, I know. I put a couple of mine, a, a brick on a couple of them in a little bit of soil. I, that's that's the best way I love to root azaleas. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure, camellias. Yeah. Yeah. You can do yeah, that. Tooling is a good way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've, I've been looking in nurseries to find the particular kind of azalea that's that mine just finished blooming, and they don't seem to have them there. And I and I didn't keep a record of what they were. I wish I knew what they were because it's such a pleasure to have an azalea blooming now. Yeah, yeah. So look up Satsuki. Satsuki, yep, Satsuki varieties. Yeah, S A T S U K I, I believe. Okay, oh, Satsuki. Varieties there. Yep, they're later blooming varieties. The gumpo type uh, uh, would be a little bit later, but there's lots of Suzuki cultivars that uh, that'll bloom later in the season. They only bloom once, or they, they... are just a traditional. Okay. Yeah, 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 they're just going to bloom once. All right. Um, you got that Japanese spelling down, Rufus? I am. I just did. <laughs> He's working on his phonetics. Plant <laughs> propagation: a primer, Rose Rhodes. Thank you. That's right. Yes, ma'am. You you can find that book. I know you can find it on Amazon. And when uh, my husband died, they said I should write my memoirs. I said nobody would, want to, would care about my memoirs. I'm going to write mine either. People like so. Uh, yeah. So you you it's a great book on uh, plant propagation that everybody can understand. Well, Rose, you you, you think nobody might be interested? Uh, even I I wrote a little book called That's Rufus. Yeah. And people were more interested in in my growing up in Boone mm-hmm. than they were all those things that Mike talks about <laughs> being a 
Deputy Chief Counsel Watergate Order Committee. That you did, right? Yeah, they 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 were more interested in milking cows and <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and that sort of thing. And so people yeah. are interested in people that their everyday lives, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they still would Historic. like to have a little dose of that uh, <laughs> party time and all of the shenanigans that went on in Raleigh. Yeah, they they, they'd like that too. <laughs> yes, sir. Rose, you have a nice day. Thank you, and thanks for listening to me. Thank yes, ma'am. Uh, thanks for listening to me. Bye bye. <laughs> Monica Wood, the the manager of the State Farmers wow. Market in Raleigh, is with Boss us. Monica, we're getting to you mighty late, so we're going to have to extend you over. So we'll, let's uh, let's start things out. How are you doing? Good. I hope you guys are. Are you in a Are you in a truck? Are you out investigating or uh, patrolling? I actually am in a vehicle right this second. I am, and um, it's a beautiful day to be out. I tell you, if you don't have plans to come out to the market, uh, maybe you want to make those plans because everybody's hustling and bustling. Um, farmers working hard, getting lots of great stuff out to the market this morning. Are you being chauffeured? Am I being chauffeured? Yeah. Not, not right this second, I'm not. Okay, I didn't know if the uh, commissioner had kicked in a couple of <laughs> couple of bucks for a chauffeur for the farmer's market manager. but Oh, no. Okay, no. well, you be careful now. You don't want to talk to us and, and hit somebody. Oh, I am. I'm actually, I'm, I'm in a good spot right this second. Okay, so yeah. Well, you coming out. through loud and clear. Are those uh, wild women down there in Benson at that garden club doing okay? <laughs> They are, as far as I know, they are, and I tell you, they were they they love your show, so I'm sure they're all tuned in right now. We we love them, and it was so it was a great honor to meet them, and I uh, hope that that club flourishes. Uh, they they've gotten off to a good start. It has. They've really grown over the past. Um, just well, they haven't been started too terribly long, and they've really got a great group going. So. And, you know, there's lots of garden clubs like that all throughout the state. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're looking for something fun to do and maybe just a great group of folks, you know, search your local area for a good garden club. There's there's lots out there. Yeah. Well, Monica, I have a very stern note we got in, about in my car 20 from Miss Edmiston. Get peaches from the market today. <laughs> yes, and there are peaches to get, so that's a great thing. Well, we got to get on with the getting. I tell you, one thing we got to do is take a break. Monica, you're going to have to, uh, you can do some little more paperwork here and while we take a break and we'll be back with Monica and talk more about the market here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTEF. Mike Rayleigh here with the Weekend Gardener from WPTEF. Uh, 98, this, on FM, it's 98.5 AM 680. And we're approaching our 100th anniversary, not for this show. The next year, WPTF will be 100 years old. Uh-huh. And I've been here, I like a year being here half of that <laughs> time. Less than a year, actually. The uh, 50th anniversary was in 74. And I came here in uh, like September of of seventy four, was the official. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a lot of neat programming, and there were a lot of folks, uh, his, folks like Carl Gertz, for instance, who were still 
still with us, and uh, they were there were a lot of recordings uh, that were done that year. Uh, that, that was a, a that was a year that I wish I had been here. Somebody I would love to have met, and I never met him, never got to work with him because he died in January of '74. Was Bill Jackson, who was the morning man here for uh, from '52 to '72, and then he became uh, a vice president of of uh, Durham Life uh, Broadcasting, and um, he was also program director for WPTF his last two years here, but uh, cancer took him in, in 74. I would love to have known him, but I've, I've met so many of them uh, or work with a lot of them over the years, but a hundred years next year. And they're not, you know, they're not many Makes of the, uh, of the, you know, like uh, Mari O'Dell is still with us. And, um, you know, a few people, Tom, Tom Campbell, uh, who was general manager here, and uh, Reese Edwards, who was, you know, before he was on WPTF, um, he, in fact, he took Bill Jackson's place for a while after Bill died on the Wolfpack Network. Uh, and he then he worked for NC State for many years. But he was he was the sports guy on Channel 11 before Don Shea. Reese Edwards. Do you know wow. Reese Edwards? Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. We were just Don talking. Shea, up, Don Shea and Jim Balbano and I, Mike. Formed the Jim Valvano Kids Classic. That's right. That raised funds for the Duke mm-hmm. Children's for thirty some years, thirty two years. Yeah. Yes. So uh, wow. Yeah, but before long. before Don back in the sixties, Reese Reese was doing sports over there. So Reese is uh, still doing fine, and um, he's with us, and Mari and uh, Tom. But they, you know, they just aren't. And Dick Stork, uh, but there just aren't many. And Dick is doing uh, a history of. Uh, of WPTF that will be published in some form, yeah. And uh, Mr. Curtis is, of course, very interested in in it. And uh, but yeah, next year will be WPTF's 100th yeah. anniversary. And I was just saying before you walk back in, Rufus, that I've I've been here all I lack just a few months being, um, you know, half the time. I, I heard that out there, and I thought. Well, that's Mike. That's how, how is that possible? <laughs> how many people have been somewhere that's half of how the existence of the organization? Yeah, especially, especially 100, 100 years. years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah, so the, the, the official anniversary is in September as far as we can figure it. So I, I came here. I was hired, uh, let's see, um, about, about six months later. Mm-hmm. So On the 50th. There was a weatherman or meteorologist that used to be on it. I can't remember his name. My, my um, wife, Levon, she remembers him being the most accurate meteorologist that he that they he, she'd ever listened to. You could almost you could set your watch wow. to when it was going to rain. Yeah, you know, gosh, said. that is such a hard job. <laughs> I mean, these are, well, these I, are I some of the smartest people. Would. Meteorologists are some of the smartest people there are because they they have so much math. They have to take so much yeah, math. Yeah. I know. Uh, uh, Josh Logan, who was a really intelligent guy, yeah. uh, owner of Logan Trading Company, was originally, he loves the weather. He and his dad both are just weather nuts. But uh, he said he got over to the state in that meteorology program, and he says it, it didn't take too long before he, you know, he was taking tests, and he was always the last one to turn in his paper, and you know he was just—it was just getting harder and harder. And there's just so much high-level math, yeah. maddox, 
and physics and all of that that go into it. He decided uh, horticulture, which is a tough program. <laughs> he decided that might be easier, which I don't – I wouldn't think it would be. But, uh, yeah, meteorologists yeah. are very smart. Uh, they, But they – you know, it's tough. It's tough dealing with Mother Nature. Yeah. You can't – you yeah. can't predict. They There's don't... a lot of variables. A lot of variables. Oh, yeah. So, so, so Meteorologists so like my friend Hap Hansen, he'd get up in the morning and stick his finger out there and see <laughs> and move little blocks around on a map. Yeah, the yeah. The color, the color key uh, and, and uh, it makes him look like he's – You got the weather rocks and the weather <clears throat> ropes, you know. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I said one time, Hap, I would love to be a, a guest weather man. He said, come on. He said, can you play – have you ever played with blocks – as a kid, I said, yes. He said, okay, you make a good weather. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly what old happenstance did. He's uh, one of my all-time favorites. So, uh, Miss Monica, I, I know that we are have, have cut into a lot of your time. I appreciate uh, you sticking with us. But uh, tell us, uh, in addition to the peaches, now these are still clingstone or semi-cling, or what, what do we got out there in the way of peaches? Yeah, mostly what you see in your early varieties, there's clingstone, and then as the season goes on, you'll start getting some of your semi-clings, and then typically freestone, usually right around July 4th is, is typically when you see those for the most part. Um, but it's just one of those things you have to check around as you come out, because some of those varieties vary, of course, with weather each year. Um, but some delicious peaches are here, and uh, we're always excited to see that, and I say it every every time I talk to you. This time of year, probably one of my favorite times is when mm-hmm. we have strawberries, peaches, and blueberries all at one time. Um, you got all those wonderful fruits all together, and blackberries. We're seeing blackberries coming in now, some as well. So, um, a great selection that you can come out and shop from. Those strawberries, though, they won't be around much longer. So, be sure you can. I'm surprised they are now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised. They've had a yeah. tough year, haven't they? The it's growers? been an unusual. It has been an unusual year for strawberries because they started so early. Then they sort of had a little bit of a halt because they had had a cool, you know, one of those really cool spells that came through. Mm-hmm. And then they, um, you know, we've had some pretty serious bouts of rain it seems through the season. And um, but we still had some fairly cooler weather and cooler nights. So I think that's one of the things that Extended. just kept the strawberries hanging on. Yeah. How about that? So what else we got uh, under the farmer's sheds this morning? Well, we're starting to see um, things like green beans are starting to pop in. And one other thing everyone always anticipates is that first sweet corn. And we have some of that in now as well. Um, So we're always happy to see that when it gets started. And um, as as the weeks go on, of course, we'll have more and more sweet corn. We still have some greenhouse tomatoes, and not just your regular red tomato. There are some Cherokee purples, German Johnsons, um, Romas. We do have some um, different varieties of cherry tomatoes as well right now. We have cucumbers and all kinds of different summer squash, um, zucchini, and uh, we're starting to see a few more things popping in here and there like the green beans. So um, just stay tuned as, as summer is definitely approaching. We'll be having lots more fresh fruits and vegetables coming in from the local farms. Um, you know, cabbage, that's one thing. The pointed headed cabbage, that's always the question we get is when they're in. They're here now. And um, we have some hydroponic lettuces, um, some of the fresh cut herbs. Of course, those beautiful bouquets of cut flowers are a favorite um, that 
everybody loves to come out and get. I know Rufus, I hear that he frequents those a lot, I think. I hear that he may be in the doghouse from time to time. So, you know, yeah, we, I do. Got those, we got you covered. Yeah, it's yes and yes. <laughs> For a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. For, yeah. you know, one, of, one of my friends was the deputy director of the Department of Corrections and retired and is in the flower farming business, and I think he sells some now at the farmer's market, cut flowers. How about that? Okay. That's great. That's wonderful. We we do have a great variety of folks doing those beautiful cut flowers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll put, a, put together bouquets. If you need certain colors and things like that for a special occasion, they're, they'll fix you just what you need. Um, or you can buy them by the stem and, and make your own. So um, great, great thing that we have going on with all those folks down there. And, of course, we do still have a wonderful selection of plants and flowers here, um, shrubbery, trees, um, herbs, perennials, beautiful hanging baskets. Um, I know a lot of folks are having graduation parties and that sort of thing right now, and there's some beautiful hanging baskets and um, bedding plants and things like that, container gardens that you can grab and add a splash, a splash of solar um, to any area that you may be trying to, to decorate. Um, it's you know, you can use some of those for centerpieces and so many different things. So you can definitely come out and still get a good selection of, of those plants and different types of flowers. We do have vegetable plants still available. Um, we're still getting some calls about that, and we do have them. And it's not too late to get a, a vegetable garden started. So um, you can come out and find those as well. And if you travel on down to Supersod, you can grab those um, your pot and soil, the compost mix they have there. They have a veggie mix, and then they have a compost mix, and you can get the big bags or the small bags, and they can fix you right up with everything you need to get all of your potting done if you're putting together some new containers or anything like that. All right. Boy, that, you know, the, <clears throat> just so much out there, the market shops and, and the the restaurants. and ah. Certainly. Um, you know, our market shops is full of just wonderful product. Um, a lot that's made and um, produced here in North Carolina. We have the jams and jellies, so many different barbecue sauces. Father's Day's coming up, and I always like to say you can go in the market shop, put together any basket of, I think, anything in there. And um, any dad out there, I believe, would really like it. If they love to grill out, you know, put them together a basket of different types of barbecue sauces they can try. And, you know, if they if they like trying different hot sauces or jams and jellies, you can find all of those in there as well. And there are some of our vendors that offer gift certificates, um, so you might could do that maybe for one of our meat vendors and that sort of thing. Um, of course, there's all sorts of um, meat products available, dairy products, North Carolina seafood available, and 321 coffee. So if you're coming out and shopping around, um, you can stop by, by there and grab one of their specialty iced coffees, um, or if you just are they're traditional and want a good hot cup of coffee. They have that as well. Market Grill's right there where you can grab a breakfast sandwich or a, a Rufus dog or a hamburger or anything. Um, they have great menus. They're also doing spring rolls. That's something I tried um, this week that they've added to their menu. And, that's you know, they just have a great variety of, of products yeah. that you can try there at the grill. I'm in the mood so, for a Rufus dog today, Monica. Uh-oh. <laughs> I believe they can fix you right up. Um. They will be glad to. I know they always love to see you coming, Rufus. Yes. 
and his entourage. <laughs> Must cost you a, a lot of money to, to pay for all of those hot dogs, Rufus, to, uh, to provide for your hangers-on. Well, they're very kind to me. Yeah. Oh, they pay for it instead. Or, oh, you're talking about the folks who own the, yeah, the Rufus dog stand. They're very kind. They are. Yeah, very they're, they're getting it down to perfection. They're, they've got the the chili now just about the right way. The slaw has gone gone more creamy. I'm very particular about what goes in the roof. Of the I'm telling you, you must <laughs> I mean, must be. If it bears your name, that's why <laughs> I'm good. I'm so anxious about this Rufus tomato. Have you heard about that, uh, Monica? I have. I have. I can't wait to see those. I was going to get one of those plants, and I missed out on getting one myself, so you guys are going to have to let me know how they are. Well, if you, I have a photo of it. on I put it on the Weekend Gardener Facebook page, and if you, if you look very closely at the tomato, it bears a striking resemblance to the profile of Rufus. <laughs> you know, it's the darndest thing how Gerald managed to do that. Got these big fat oh, cheeks. Goodness. Yeah. It's been Botoxed. That tomato's been Botoxed. <laughs> it, it's very smooth. Very smooth, I see. Uh, yeah. I can't wait to see. What did we determine it was going to be? Is it just a regular red tomato, or is it one of the, the more special varieties? Uh, it's, well, a, uh, it's a very hybrid tomato. <laughs> for a special what, variety. What sure. Gerald says, it's going to be a mystery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he said it will be delicious. Okay. I'm I hope it comes to fruition. <laughs> Fruition. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, very, thank, you. thank you very much. Uh. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it will be delicious. No. All right, Monica. We left anything out. Well, of course, our restaurants, i um, got to talk about those for a second. Our State Farmers Market restaurant, our seafood restaurant, both great choices for lunch or dinner. And um, seafood restaurants open till 7 um, Friday and Saturdays and 6 every other night. Our State Farmers Market restaurant does close at 3 p.m. daily. Um, they open up early, getting started early mornings with breakfast. And, of course, um, we've already spoke about the grill, but there's so many other wonderful places you can just stop and grab a, you know, a little snack or a treat, baked goods, and all kinds of different food products that we have out on the market. And our craft shed over beside the seafood restaurants um, and right there at the Hunter Fork Center, you can find a lot of wonderful specialty products there. The gourmet lemonades, um, there's little mini donuts. They also have the kettle corn is a favorite right there. And we actually have a little taste of NC pop-up going on this weekend. So we have some special guest vendors that are coming in and are set up there um, on the grass area in front of the seafood restaurant and scattered on over towards the, the craft shed market depot area. So be sure to check those guys out. Like, got a lot of unique things here, different craft items, as well as some other specialty food items this weekend. So I don't think you'll be disappointed with any of those guys. They're all doing a great job. And, again, a lot of wonderful Father's Day gift ideas. Well, Monica, we always love hearing from you, and uh, I'll let you continue your uh, moving and shaking. <laughs> The uh, I don't I don't know uh, what what you're up to if you're patrolling or what you're doing undercover I don't know what what you're doing today but you're managing the state farmers market and we're all happy about that. She's driving a 1947 two speed four axle truck, <laughs> or she could be on a tractor. She could be on a tractor. No, not not on a tractor this morning, but um, that's that's a 
that's a fun thing to do, though. Sometimes that's a that's a peaceful thing to get out on a tractor in the field and just you know. I, I'm, I tell you, I was uh, I was real dangerous driving a tractor until I learned how to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running's one thing, stopping's yeah. That's, that's right. Mike, I've often asked uh, what's my favorite fruit, and I say, well, I like strawberries when they're in season. Then I like blueberries when they're in season. And I like peaches when they're in season. Sounds like right now uh-huh. it's the perfect time to be at the market. All three of them. Or to make season. a decision. Yeah, exactly. You get all three. Yeah, that's right. That is exactly right. So uh, everybody come out and. And join us, and um, I do like to remind everybody, we are open seven days a week, um, So, and we have a great selection every day. So yeah. um, if you can't make it out on the weekend or want to avoid all the crowds or what have you, come out during the week. You can still find a wonderful selection of products, and all of our farmers are always here. Now, Monica, our uh, our mountain correspondent, Andrea Lane, is is up in Burnsville, near Burnsville this morning. Uh, she could go, it's not only an hour or so away, to the Western Farmers Market there in Asheville. That's right. One of our one of our wonderful markets up there also that's administered by the North Carolina Department of Agriculture, and they do great things up there also. So if you're not, if you're listening and you're not in the Raleigh area, you know, look up and find one of our other state-owned markets. There's the one in Asheville, there's the one in Charlotte, Piedmont Triad, and then, of course, us in Raleigh. And there's also several other little community markets that are scattered all throughout the state. Sure are. Absolutely. We're going to one in a couple of weeks to the Roseville Farmer's Market mm-hmm. here in Wake County, Roseville, a uh, beautiful, thriving town. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going yeah. to do the show there. So well, Monica, I never did uh, get a chance to thank you for including me in being a judge on the strawberry dessert. You should have seen something like the hog and slop. That was every every kind of beautiful dessert was put before us. I'm, I know we said we don't tell who's on there judging, but I have to admit that I love that. And it was the most magnificent uh, display of things to do with strawberries that i've ever encountered it was just magnificent most definitely there was um and we always get a lot of great entries and a a lot of creative cooks out there um you know they can do such pretty things strawberries are such a a great fruit to to work with because you can make a dessert so pretty um and so they get really creative and i know you guys had a hard job i'm always glad i'm not a judge it is a tough job to do that yeah well, Miss Monica, thank you very much, as always. And thank you, guys. Everybody come see us and have a great weekend. We thank shall. You I Take hope care. you do, too. Thank you. Let's, uh, let's head to um, High Point and Gloria. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Oh, wonderful. You guys are my favorite Saturday morning show. Well, appreciate That's it. Question, <laughs> I bought a, I think it's called, Gerber Daisy. Mm-hmm. Gerber Daisies, aren't they pretty? I especially like the red ones. But something is biting off my balloon. Biting off oh. my balloon. I, I never see a rabbit. I, I don't know. And the foliage is still there. I left it outside. Do you have deer? I bought another one, and I left it inside. And it's blooming, so I don't know whether to make it a house plant or try it in the ground. What do you think? They they do good as as containers or or in the ground. They're probably not going to get enough sun inside to do well um, and bloom. I don't know what would be. I never. They, they have. 
Gerbers can have their issues. Uh, <laughs> they can get powdery mildew and uh, and thrips. Love them um, as far as inside the flower, but as far as actually cutting um, the flower off, I'm not sure. And it was just sure. a, such a clean cut. Yeah. And th- th- they leave the uh, leave the flower there. Yeah. No. They they eat the flower. It's gone. Yeah, the clean cut sounds like a rabbit, like yeah. your little scissors. If it's at an angle, like at a 45-degree angle, it's probably a rabbit. But the rabbit, I don't know, they would eat the whole thing. And if it's a 90-degree a, a cut, it's usually a, a deer. Um, so if you can look at the cut um, on that, is it is it where deer could, could get to it? I haven't seen any deer. This high point even have deer. I don't think so. I don't know. It must have been a rabbit. It it just I was devastated, so I bought another one, but I'm afraid to put it in the yard. Yeah. Well let me tell you a little funny little story, Gloria, about I had the Gerber Daisy and I walked out one day and everything on the top of it, all the blooms were cut off. I couldn't figure it out. And then I did a little investigating and I found out the culprit was a guy with a weed eater. And did I get on him? Oh, my. I thought about that, too. This was too perfect. All the foliage is intact. Just the blooms gone. Have you had anybody out there with a weed eater? No, but I might have had neighbors who walk for fitness who got a little clever that always want a pinch of this and that. Uh, you know, so it could be that. Now, I is the flower move stem on. gone? Well, it, it'll I come back. Put it on the back side of the house. But maybe it won't be as attractive to anybody, except me. There you yeah. go. Now, I've got a calla lily. They're in a pot. Mother's Day gift. Beautiful. Doing well. Mm-hmm. Do I keep them as a house plant, or since somebody's so attractive to the other blooms? Should I put them in the ground? And if I do put them in the ground, what must I watch out for? You know, I haven't had any problems with my calla lilies. Uh, Yeah, definitely need lots of sun. Yeah. And and you don't want to put them, I don't think they'll tolerate real wet conditions. Right. But if you can get some well-draining soil and a lot of sun, they will do. I mean, in my Durham garden, I practically, I had to weed them out. Of yeah, I, I would certainly, I would certainly plant it, plant it. Um, you know. Okay. I was so always I giving somebody calla lilies. Yeah, uh, they're they're beautiful. They're they're really extraordinary. I don't, do they spread as much as canna lilies? Not quite. I never have had them to, to spread that much, but it may be the where they were planted. Yeah. Uh, but it took a long time to establish. Right. But once they did, then they spread. Yeah. So try yeah. try that, Gloria. I will. And finally, was, I took your advice and went out to Colfax, got some ideas on... Did I tell you to go to Colfax? <laughs> <laughs> you did. I mean, oh, okay. I'm at high point, okay? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we want to redo our walkway, uh, giving the house a facelift from curbside. Right. And we're not going to put it on the market, just... It's just time. Just some hardscapes. Is that what you're looking at? Hardscaping? 
Pardon me. St- your hardscaping, uh, stone, stone stuff. Hardscaping. Walkways. And what we're doing is up the walkway. I want to move my liriope. Right, hold hold on, Gloria. We got to take a break. <laughs> 